What was the douchey blonde guy's name? Fred. Yo, I, <laughs> screw him, man. He always like treated Shaggy and Scooby like so poorly, but they were always the one who found the bad guy. Yeah, like, they, mind they you, would it was luck into it. Yeah, they would luck into it, and it was it wasn't the most conventional approach. But god damn it, they got results. <laughs> That's true. Fred just chirping away while he flirts with the two chiquitas. Like that, that ain't chill, man. Yeah. You gotta give him a. Oh, he's a complete you know? control freak. I mean, the guy Seriously. is just super insecure. The business boys, the business boys, everybody loves the business boys. Business boys, the business boys, hanging out with the business boys. Welcome back to another episode of The Business Boys. I am one of your hosts, Spencer Ayer. Hope you're all having a great Monday. With me, as always, is my co-host, Jimmy Mellos. Jimmy, what's happening, my man? Hello, everybody. Not too much. Pretty sore today. My legs are killing me. I played my first league uh, ultimate frisbee game subbing for a friend's team yesterday and i am in so much pain you're such <laughs> a just like sprinting like up and down a field for like it's like two half hour halves and it's like on the fly subs and you come back and you like your hands on your knees you're like about to throw up and then you realize you've only been on the court for like two minutes as a struggle so feeling that a little today but other than that everything is dandy yeah and word on the street is you were the uh, player of the game Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, you know, with the other team, each team uh, nominates a person from the other team as the player of the game. It doesn't necessarily mean the best player. It means, you know, you've put forth effort and uh, camaraderie and a, a good spirit towards the game. And uh, yeah, won that in my first game. So it was nice. Well, congratulations. I'm sure you're thrilled you. yesterday with that award. I was. I was. And uh, what better way to ease the pain than a nice cold adult beverage? It's true. <laughs> you got a glorious beer there. And I, I see you haven't taken a sip, and uh, I'm sure everyone's wondering why. We're going to get to that in a second. Before okay. that, um, <laughs> I might be made fun of today because I'm drinking a Pinot Grigio. Ah, well, at least you're drinking today. It's been a few weeks, for Christ's sake. That is true. It's all I had in my fridge. I'm, I'm honestly not a big white wine fan, but it's all I had. Um, so, yeah, cheers. It's a nice uh, $15 bottle of Pinot Grigio. Nice. Cheers. I can't start mine yet, though. Yeah. So, so, so the reason be behind that is I think, was it two weeks ago, we had the trillion dollar bet between Apple and Google. Uh, last week, after earnings, Apple surpassed one trillion. Pretty, uh, pretty awesome milestone. First U.S. company to hit it. I think very well deserved. Um, you know, just just an incredible quarter. That servicing revenue is just picking up like crazy. Uh, iPhone revenue was up, but that's mainly all because the selling price, the average selling price is higher now than it was last year, but revenue growth nonetheless, I guess you could say. And yeah, just uh, can't say enough good things about Apple. I know they've been getting some bad press, like people like their iPhones suck and whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all about the consumer experience. People are addicted to their products. I personally love their products. So yeah, good job, Apple. And since I won the bet, Jimmy's got to uh, down his, he's got to skull his beer. So I, I think I'm 0 for 3 on business, business boys bets. So <laughs> only, only up from here though, man. Can't, can't get much worse. Yeah, it's true. Here we go. Cheers. Gross. Right, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> he, he does not. What a way to start <laughs> your week off. Um, I'm feeling a little down right now. 
And I think the reason is, and this isn't the first time, I don't know why I keep doing it, but whenever I make an omelet, I just feel like crap after for hours for some reason. <laughs> nice. That was a fast chug. Uh, maybe, Jimmy, you're a culinary enthusiast. Maybe you can help me uh, answer this. I'll make an, I'll make it like, I'll make a four egg omelet with okay. maybe, maybe just a bit of cheese, you know, nothing special. Yeah. If I eat a four egg omelet versus four scrambled eggs, I am infinitely more fill, full, filled after the omelet. But it's the same amount of eggs. Is it a, I, I'm sure there's some scientific explanation behind this. I don't know if you know. Well, uh, f- first of all, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and comment. If You know, you don't need that much fat. Like, uh, you don't need four eggs, you know, Spencer. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of fat for the amount of protein that your body needs. The ratio right. you should, should switch to egg whites, personally, is I'll what I do. It. But, you know, I'll stop the old mama routine here. <laughs> um, I don't know why you feel that way about scrambled eggs. It's possible scrambled eggs stick to the pan more. So you're getting yeah. less egg in the final product because the omelet usually tends to get hard. You flip it and it all stays nice and together. Um, do you put milk in both times when you make scrambled eggs and omelets? If I have some, I will. But some, okay. like right now, I don't. Uh, usually, I don't have it. But if I have milk or cream, I'll, I'll add a splash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what else might be? Now that I'm thinking of the psychology behind it, if you make... Like usually, like omelets take a little bit longer to make, right? Because you gotta like you gotta take yeah. the time, you gotta fold them and all that stuff. So maybe the reason you make scrambled eggs is because you're too hungry and you don't want to take the time and the, you don't have the patience to make omelet. So when you're finished eating it, you're still more hungry than you would be when you eat the omelet. Huh? Never thought of it that way. <laughs> Interesting food psychology. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a, a profession like food psychologist that a few people have. There's got to be. I mean, there's professions for everything now. Oh. Did you see the like Nutella taster thing in Italy or wherever it was? No or, like, way. Stop. hiring like Nutella tasters. Oh, come on. For Google. what? What do they do? I mean, I'm assuming they taste Nutella to make sure it's like, you know, up to optimal taste-ness. Jesus, they have beer. Man. They have like beer tasters and like, you know, they're like, oh, no, this batch isn't good or something. Well, you figured with science now, they'd have machines that'd be able to analyze it or something. But I mean, especially for, for both of those jobs sound pretty sweet. So I'm not going to knock them. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so on Saturday, I, I did a little flashback. Uh, I watched an episode of Uh-Oh on YouTube, which was like Ooh. a YTV kids game show growing up. It was hilarious. I was dying. And then uh, I went on the Netflix and watched one episode of Goosebumps. Because I used to be, I used to be a huge fan of Goosebumps. Read a bunch of the books. Watching it now makes me realize that I was ridiculous when I was younger for being scared of it. It's so lame. <laughs> Anyways, the one episode of Goosebumps I put on, Ryan Gosling, like a ten-year-old Ryan Gosling, is in it. No way. <laughs> yeah, man. He's got his long '90s like mullet hair, kind of like Remember the Titans style, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was just too funny. The one episode I picked, the IMD beat it. He's in Goosebumps. Uh, his name is Greg. I forget the episode, but he's got some weird camera that makes people disappear. Very spooky. Oh, yeah, that is spooky. Yeah. So that was that was a bit of a shocker watching that. Those are great shows. Uh yeah, they're 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 fine. I mean, uh, they're fine. They're well, Goosebumps. Uh, not Goosebumps. Uh, oh, had the 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 jail hair guy and then the Punisher. Yeah, wink, wink, something. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop. 
Um, I find anytime you try to watch a show that you really liked as a kid, you're often disappointed. Uh, yeah, it kind of happened to me with Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. And I tried watching Hey Arnold a few, uh, a few years ago. It did not hold up. Okay. Yeah. Like Pokemon, it's just like, it's like, it's too cringeworthy after a little while, you know? Plus like what mom sends like a 12 year old kid out into like, like he almost dies in the first episode <laughs> from the Pidgeys. Like, are you kidding me? All that sand attack, huh? <laughs> Um, yeah. Anyways, just a few more, uh, quick notes, I guess, before we get into some biz news. Uh, oh, dude, we forgot to say, uh, in, in line with the Apple news, what's your favorite Apple? There's tons of good apples. Tough to pick one, but you got to pick one. Well, like I love, um, well, I like Granny Smith, like the green ones of like, whenever, whenever people have like apples out those are the ones i grab but like if you go to the farm and you get like a really because i find the red ones are like too soft i like you know what are this are they macintoshes the little tiny ones that are yeah. crunchy yeah, yeah macintosh which is i guess a little ironic but that's the best one <laughs> but they're like hard to get a hold of in the real world you know yeah you gotta go if you go to a um i don't know orchard apples yeah something like that those are the best ones they're so yeah. juicy and perfect yeah. i like uh i like fiji apples they're they're bigger and they're red and kind of yellow. Um, they're just super juicy and mm. I guess they're tropical. Uh, I don't know. But those would be my favorite. Nice. Oh, yeah. That does look good. But do they tend to get a little soft sometimes, no? Uh, no, they're pretty hard, the Fijis, I must say. Okay. It's a sturdy apple. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about Movie Pass a few weeks ago. And, and like every day there's there's new headlines. It's pretty crazy. Um, anyways, I saw today that they're now limiting the amount of movies you could see per month from unlimited to three or one per day to three per month. So, um, yeah, they had to get like an emergency loan a few weeks ago. Anyways, I was looking at the company. The stock is worth nothing. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. There's, there's almost no risk. And pure upside, if you want to do a little Hail Mary, I'm just throwing that out there. I I don't know if I'd recommend it, but there's really no downside. I mean, it's 10 cents a share. That's that's horrible. I guess you heard it here first. Well, not maybe not first, but you heard it here. And yeah, that's that's pretty ridiculous. I feel like like it could have been good. It's just like when you when you even if it's like a good service this time around, like, after a little while, like, once you launch something, like, enough times, like, people just kind of get sick of hearing from you. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, yeah. I can kind of predict, but. <laughs> Anyways, I thought that was interesting. Another thing I thought was interesting was the Snapchat share annual shareholder meeting was three minutes in length, and it was just a lawyer reading a prepared remark. What? Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the annual shareholder meeting is a good chance for a company, you know, get together the shareholders, talk about what they're doing, let some shareholders ask them some questions. It's a good PR kind of thing, too, uh, especially in your first year as a company. I, I would have thought it would have been a appropriate thing to do. But Snap's got a weird kind of um, capital structure where the executives own 96% of the voting rights. So, yeah, there's not much to vote on because the shareholders really don't have a say. But I think it's more than that, you know. I think it's, you know, it's just a chance of people who have invested in your company to 
you know, bring them in, let them ask questions, get them to understand your vision a bit more. Um, even like, I know they don't do a developer conference because I'm pretty sure they don't have external developers, but even those for Facebook and Apple and Google, they're just good PR stints in that. And I don't know, it just seems a bit immature to me from Snap. Yeah, even Elon Musk had a nice little uh, re- review or whatever you want, a shareholders meeting. Yeah, they he, all do that, he, right? He, it's he, the people he that apologized, are... and he understands the importance, and he hates them. Like, man, well, that was on the that was on the uh, quarterly call. That was the quarterly call. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. Either way, just thought that was a little weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. They've disappointed me from an execution standpoint. That's all I'm going to say there. Yeah, Snap's been a little disappointing this past year. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into some news today. First topic, we're going to talk about GoPro. Uh, super dope cameras. I know, Jimmy, you have one. Am I correct? I do have one. Yes. I do is have it, one. Uh, is it the Hero camera? It's the Hero Trace. Ah, very nice. So I think yeah. they're at Hero 6 now, I believe, some, with okay. 7 coming out in December. Um, anyways, the shares rallied about 25% after the Q2 earnings. Um, it's been a brutal few years as a public company for GoPro. They were once at a high of $86 a share. They're sitting at around $7 a share now. Um, I actually, we talk so much about brand on here. I actually think it's like a pretty good brand and it's a cool product. It's just the day and age we live in with smartphones. The market just really isn't there. I mean, if this company was invented 30 years ago, they'd be crushing it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a cool idea. They've had... A lot of execution missteps. They had a drone that they made a few years ago that it didn't work at first. They had to recall it and then it didn't sell very well. So they just discontinued it. Um, They've tried to become more of a media content company versus a product. So kind of develop like an editing app and stuff like that. And that hasn't really um, taken off. Their monthly subscribers are kind of gaining. But it's tough to do that too with Facebook and the Apple video editor and all that stuff. Curious to see what you think if uh, turnaround starting or it's going to be tough sledding ahead. They're expecting to be profitable this back half of the year. Got a new hero camera coming out, um, which they really need to hit out of the park. Just kind of a perplexing one because the market isn't really there, but they dominate the camera market. And I do think it's a neat idea and a pretty good product. It is. It is a fantastic product for what it offers. It's just it's just really hard to hit the mass market when it's like I've like I've I have when I used it when I went to Europe and like I I don't do as many cool things anymore I guess since I've been a working man I should probably get out more, but um, it's it it it's it takes some fantastic like pictures but the problem is it doesn't take good selfies I guess. So. <laughs> Like, like it, it's not good for like close stuff. Like everything always looks far away. That's why it's great to take. Like when you're in the mountains, when you're on a, when you're on a ATV, when you're surfing, you can just strap it on bungee jumping, all that stuff. It's fantastic for it. It's just, people don't really do that anymore. And the stuff that people post or the stuff that people follow, it's just, it's just like hot girls and like, Oh, look at me doing this. Look at me doing that. And it's like people, they don't really want to see it. It's more for like your personal, like, oh, remember when I did this? Or you show your friends like when you're like sitting down, like after a trip or something like that. And it's just, I, I, I think it's a fantastic product. It's a fantastic brand, 
but it's just it, it'll never be like this new market crazy thing that everyone's talking about because it's just that's not what the majority of the population is into it doesn't mean it's not a fantastic company it's just you know it'll never be a snapchat or a instagram and they right. also i don't know if they post do they can they now post directly to social media uh i'm not 100 percent sure but i want to say yes that would make sense right it would make sense but i don't know if they do i'm, I'm guessing since you used it in europe a few years ago you weren't able back then yeah um i didn't i i don't even know if instagram existed when i went to europe i'm <laughs> thinking about it jesus man we're getting old yes seriously i was trying to think of the other day though remember um limewire and napster because uh, yeah i was trying to think of the order in which they came out and were banned i think napster was first oh yeah of course but th- that made me feel old but yeah no i uh i think with gopro it, it, it's kind of tough to justify selling a 250 300 camera when you just get one on your smartphone that's pretty uh-huh. pretty damn good and they have these like I, I, do they do the the full like 360 view do they like so i've seen some cameras that you can get now where like it's like they're like apps on your phone and stuff where you can literally take like you can film like a room or a party and then when you watch it on your phone afterwards if you move up you see the ceiling if you move down you see the floor you can turn around and see what was going on like where oh, oh it's, cool yeah it's super cool um, I don't know if they have that that tech, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, there's tons of cool cool stuff you can do with it. But it's not like a I don't think it's like a huge mass market product, but no. it is a fantastic product. And the problem is they've never really been able to build an ecosystem around it. I mean that's why Apple's still doing so well. Um, as I said earlier, it's not as if they sold more iPhones this year, barely sold anymore. Uh, the Mac revenues kind of gone down, but they're able to build apple pay and apple music and all these apps around it that keep the revenue coming in and uh gopro has not been able to really do that i mean it's tough to do for sure and it's true because i know when you connect your phone to it you have to connect to like the or at least it used to be the hero 3 wi-fi so it's like you can't be connected to the internet and to the gopro at the same time from your phone that's a tough thing about it because like with instagram it's just like floop right yeah they're uh yeah 20 years behind something like that but we'll see what happens uh yeah i'm i don't really have a good read on on the future of the company i don't think they'll go away i think they're the best at what they do but i don't think it'll be like this crazy huge company that everyone you know talks about all the time little niche niche market yeah cool what else you want to talk about I want to talk about China and okay. Google. I'm down. Google's crazy China plans. Um, couple reports last week. A lot of uh, Google employees, some senators lashing out at Google, or sh- shall I say Alphabet on Twitter. So uh, reports came out on Monday. There's this secret plan. Somehow this newspaper or whatever, The Intercept, got a piece of it. It's called Dragonfly. And Google's looking to build a censored search engine in China. Um, Google was in China. They pulled out in 2010 because of this very issue. It's kind of a, people are saying it's a human rights violation that, you know, certain things be censored. For example, in China, you can't go on Wikipedia. You can't go on like BBC News. 
the Tiananmen Square massacre is like if you Google that uh, in China, it will not show up. Obviously, communist government, they want to protect some negative things in the past. So Google pieced out of that. Earlier this year, they stopped working with the Pentagon on uh, for AI weapons because they said, no, we don't want to make anything uh, with AI that can harm humans, blah, blah, blah. And now senators are especially pissed because it's like, well, you're not going to help the U.S. Army, but you're going to go do this in China. WTF, mate. Some of the employees are pissed off, too. It's a whole big shit show. Um, and then another report came out about them wanting to provide their cloud services in China and talks with Tencent and Inspur, offer stuff like G Suite with the domestic data centers and servers, uh, because obviously it needs to be stored in China. So looking like they want to get some more revenue, maybe maybe trying to get to a trillion for you, but definitely upsetting uh, a lot of employees and upsetting some U.S. congressmen. Thoughts, concerns? Well, I mean, having a censored search engine, so, like, that's always, like, kind of sketch, you know? You don't want to, you want to provide, like, a, like, well, at least for Google, like, what Google wants to do, or what I thought they've always wanted to do, and obviously what the employees always thought they were working on, is, you know, a a place where people can go and search for anything that they want to search for, a place where it's open, that's not, you know, dictated by the government, and a place where you can go and learn without being, like, force-fed. But that's exactly the opposite of what they're doing. Hiding terms about like stuff that relates to human rights, democracy, religion, peaceful protest, blocking sites, like you said, Wikipedia and BBC. Like, I think that that's all kind of sketch. You know, you want to keep it open. You want to keep it honest. I mean, Dragonfly is a super cool name for the project. <laughs> I know I I know I ripped on Amazon a few weeks ago because they called their thing Recognize. And I could have thought they had a cooler name, Google Dragonfly. Good on you, but uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I just think it's against what their company values are. And now they're just, you know, I'm, I'm assuming the CEO is under pressure to increase revenue and all this stuff, which you know is understandable. But the employees aren't down on it. It just seems against their values. So I uh, don't think it's a good idea. I mean, money, revenue, and and profit speaks volumes. And uh, I think they're looking at. You know, we have there's this huge market, the second largest economy in the world, and, and we're not in it. And we we should be in it. There's opportunity. Although I don't think it's as easy as everyone's kind of, you know, some of these Chinese companies like Baidu, they took a hit on their report. I, I don't think Google can just waltz in there and, and dominate. I think it's a very different market. It's very hard to penetrate in that way. There's a lot of freaking regulations. You got to deal with the government all the time. I mean, that's why they left in the first place. But it, it is just kind of a weird thing um, going from the missile when they stepped out of the AI missile work for the Pentagon. And now they're exploring this. I, I don't know what's going on over there at Google. Obviously, they make a shit ton of money. Um, they've proven over the years that they're a great company. But I think a lot, of, a lot of people wanted to go work there because of the company's values. And this is kind of, you know, the complete opposite of that. And people are PO'd. Yeah, and this is and this is like like there was a whistleblower. This is only the stuff we know about, not to sound like uh, my crazy uncle living in a van, but uh, <laughs> you know, like what what stuff are they doing that we that we haven't heard of? You know, you never know that. So, 
Oh yeah, I'm sure their AI uh, their AI divisions working on some crazy shit. Oh, absolutely. Like I think like 200 people knew about, or what did they say? Like 100 people like kind of knew about it, sort of. And then there was like one main whistleblower who came out and was like, "Nah, this ain't chill." But like, man, I'm sure they've been approached for way sketchier stuff than this. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there if they go through with it. The U.S. government, I know the big Don, he's probably going to be really upset. Probably start doing a tweet storm against them. He loves his tweet storms. Oh, yeah, he does. And let's move to the next topic. Talk about some space. Um, This is one of the, I guess, industries, you can call it, that I'm, uh, I don't know. It's pretty interesting to me, even though I don't understand most of the shit they're talking about. But I like watching uh, SpaceX launches and stuff like that. I'm pretty hopeful that, you know, we'll become a multi-planetary or even a multi-galactic. So, um, you know, the commercialization of space a few years ago, a lot of stuff heating up with Boeing and SpaceX racing to be the first American company to uh, send people to the ISS, International Space Station. Because I believe right now they're using the Russian capsule and it's ridiculously expensive and that contract ends in a year and a few months so yeah they're kind of racing to get that going i know blue origins up there um spacex with the reusable rockets blue origin as well um yeah i I actually think it's we're making a lot of advances on uh kind of where we can go in the next 50 years in terms of space travel and that and I'm just going to keep watching like an innocent fan and rooting all these companies on. Yeah, and for sure. I think, you know, there's a lot of criticism with the commercialization of space in the beginning. But I think it's proven now that it's it's way better to have it this way than to just have NASA. I mean, God knows what, what they're doing. It's, it's pure crap. But uh, why do you why do you think what they're doing? is Why do you think what they're doing is pure crap? Like, don't they hide? Like, didn't they just? Aren't they just hiring? Weren't they hiring these companies to do their stuff for them? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like we can't do it, so they hire them to do it. I don't know. But like, government they're the ones Ryan, with the vision, I mean, who the dream, you know. There's, there's this whole. I feel like NASA's this whole government cover up. You know, it's oh, every we have all the smartest people in the world. You know, we're doing the best work. But like, what have they really done in the last twenty years? I mean. Well, they lead the charge. They're the ones that hire these companies. Like, yeah, okay, like SpaceX is great and Boeing is great for doing what they do. Uh, but like, you know, at the end of the day, NASA is the one that hires them for these projects and they have the vision and the dream. And right, know NASA how to is get out pretty there. much NASA is pretty much a, a front for the government. Well, it's government run, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a government company, I guess you could say. Um, and, and that's, I guess, where the root of the problem is. I don't think it should be. I think they should be commercial companies and stuff. Um, there's more pressure for them to actually succeed and stuff instead of just wasting taxpayers' dollars like NASA did. Yeah, but like, isn't like succeeding? But like, but like, the taxpayers' dollars is going to paying SpaceX and Boeing anyways already. Like, it's not like you right. Know what I mean, it's coming from NASA, but they're like standalone companies. They're not directly government backed. And I know what you're saying, right? Yeah. Like they make money off their uh, satellite launches and stuff. It's actually pretty interesting looking at the economics of how you make money being a space company. How do you make money as a space company? 
So like every launch, if you're launching a satellite and stuff like that, you make money on the launch if it's successful. If it blows okay. up, it's not. You don't yeah, make shit. Yeah, yeah I guess. Eh? I, 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 <laughs> you know, it's and it's big numbers. You know, the launch costs so much money, but then you make, you know, 20, 30 million on every successful launch. So you got to have like a nice solid like, like I guess as is with like most manufacturing companies, you got to have a nice solid uh back in a cash before oh yeah oh yeah lots <laughs> of quiche man lots of quiche um yeah i would recommend anyone who's interested in space if you watch star wars or star trek you know just go on youtube there's launches all the time whether it be blue origin spacex boeing um it's really fun to watch them you get to learn a lot about throttles and thrusts and whatever um yeah it's just cool i like space space is awesome that's another thing, though, like another one of those like kind of terrible names, like the International Space Station. Like, I get it. Like, it's like Russia can go and the States can go and all this stuff. But like, why are you limiting yourself? Like, why not like allow like why like why not allow like other galaxies to come and just call it the Intergalactic Space Station? Like, so <laughs> maybe much it will cooler. be one. Maybe it will be one day. Well, dream big, you know, you, can, you just can't limit yourself. <laughs> Rebrand it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in for that. What are some, uh, here's, here's a little, uh, fastball question. Some of your favorite space heroes in television or film history. I'm going to get yelled at again because, from you because you don't know any of them. Yeah. Okay. But in no order. Um, okay. Well, I recently watched final space on Netflix and it's a great series. Yeah, right, I, I, I tried season. to watch it. I, I didn't really, uh, enjoy it, but. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I figured you wouldn't. Uh, so Gary from Final Space is one of my favorite. Like I just added him in there because I really, really liked the, the first season. Um, okay. Then I have Captain Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nathan Fillion, who's just an absolute G. Like it takes like two episodes in, and you're like, this guy's the coolest cat to ever walk space. And then. This one we might have a little debate because I want to know if he's your favorite out of the two. But number one, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. What's that? I don't even know what that is. Yo, he's Star Trek, man. Okay, so I had a uh, shout out to the legendary Nodge. Uh, one of my friends texted me last week all about Star Trek. I've never seen one movie, one episode. I have no clue any Star Trek. Okay, okay. I just know Captain Kirk and Spock. That's it. Okay, so Captain Jean-Luc Picard is like the next generation. Is that his actual name? His, like the the it's the cat it's the name of him in the show. It's Jean-Luc it's just, Picard. So they got a Quebec captain running the Enterprise <laughs> Fuck, now? Fuck he's yeah, man. Putin and Steenies. That's awesome. <laughs> well, he's not now, but yo, he might be making a comeback. I'm not like super into Star Trek. I just know that I liked him. Uh funny side note. <laughs> the legendary Nodge texted you, me, and someone else. I think he texted his whole contact list that same question over who we thought we would be in the show. Funny. Yeah, anecdote. yeah. I didn't know any of them. Um But I'm 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 Jean Luc Picard over Shatner all day or day. Alright, alright. Who which actor plays him, do you know? Um Is it a yeah. guy from Bone Cop Bad Cop? I forget his name right now, which is a little ridiculous. Uh, Pat, played by Patrick Stewart. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that just that from Family is? Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I I got a little list here too. Okay, it's list kind of me a up. random. It's it's kind of random and all over the place. I'm gonna give a bunch. Um, I was a big 
Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes fan growing up. Always loved Marvin the Martian. I know he's not, <laughs> he's not really a space hero, but he's awesome. Um, Tom Hanks in Apollo 13. For, forget the actual guy's name. But he's a freaking hero in that movie. Saves the spaceship and that. What a beast. I got... Uh, and then in Star Wars, you could pick uh, Luke or Han Solo or even Chewbacca. Uh, whichever one floats your boat the most, uh, those guys are all freaking heroes. No Broda. Yeah, Yoda. Yoda's yeah, Yoda, Yoda's up there too. But he, he's not like a a huge hero. He's just like the old wise guy that uh, that teaches the guy who saved the fucking world everything he knows. Yeah, sure, he doesn't do anything <laughs> for the rebellion. Okay, fair whatsoever. point. That's a, that's a fair point. He's uh, yeah, Yoda's a good one too. Uh, you could throw Yoda in there. And then, of course, Matthew McConaughey and in, uh, in, Inter- <laughs> Interstellar. Interstellar. Oh, yeah. Matthew what McConaughey and anything. Yeah. So, so that would be uh, that would be my uh, space list. Good list. Yeah, respectable list. Sp- speaking of Looney Tunes, do you have? Uh, and I was watching Goosebumps. Did you have a favorite uh, cartoon or whatever growing up? Um. Yeah. Well, I was always super into like the battle ones. Like uh, I had a bunch of Pokemon cards and played Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. Um, and I was super into Pokemon, but I think like my favorite show out of all those, like kind of like monster rancher Pokemon, I was like super into Digimon and watched it like a few years ago again. And it totally holds up. Like it's like, doesn't get worse. Like Pokemon did. And I was super into Yu-Gi-Oh any battle stuff. I was like, yeah, let's, I can get down with that. Yeah. That's good stuff. I was a big, uh, Scooby-Doo fan growing up, had some of the seasons on DVD uh, my brother actually liked it more than me, but uh, yeah, I love Scooby Doo. Nice, yeah, just hilarious. Scooby Doo's good. Shaggy, raggy, raro, Shaggy is the best. <laughs> He's always eating stuff, and they always order pizza with no anchovies, which is a great call. Yeah, for sure. And you know you what, man? Can't have anchovies on a pizza. Just what was the takes over the taste? What was the douchey blonde guy's name? Fred. <laughs> Yo, I, screw him, man. He always like treated Shaggy and Scooby like so poorly, but they were always the one who found the bad guy. Yeah, like, they, mind they you, it was luck into it. Yeah, they would luck into it, and it was it wasn't the most conventional approach. But god damn it, they got results. <laughs> That's true. Fred just chirping away while he flirts with the two chiquitas. Like that, that ain't chill, man. Yeah. You gotta give him a. Oh, uh, he's a complete huh? control freak. I mean, the guy Seriously. is just super insecure. Yeah. All right, solid show, man. Why don't you? Uh... Sign us off. Get us out of here. Yeah. Yo, from all of us here at Business Boys, thanks for tuning in. Um, We look forward to talking to y'all again next week about some up and coming business knowledge. Maybe we'll have some new uh, feedback on MoviePass. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See what happens there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Check you later. (laughs) Peace out. See you guys.